Go time. Showtime. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the Green Mountain Sports Roundup. I am Ernesto Sanchez. I am here with John Downing and Marty Griffin. And we're here to give you a quick roundup of this week in sports. I say sports, but really it's just going to be football. Guys, welcome back. We're not talking about Little League. No Little League talk. (laughs) Season two. Guys, this is awesome. Uh, We took a little hiatus. Uh, We were really hoping to get one more episode in uh, in the last season. Um, Unfortunately, your poor wife got sick, and we had to to bag the plans. But um, you guys just got back. From an awesome trip, you saw four Red Sox games and three uh, games, three yep. games. Wow! But and they went three and zero, so I should have just followed them around. <laughs> never followed up. Did you go with Beatles or Michael Jackson that night? We didn't actually go to either. So the Beatles was sold out in Vegas on that Sunday night, um, and we were just got too caught up in the gambling. We had a good day that Sunday. Oh, don't say oh the yeah, G word to me. We had a good day that Sunday. Nice. Well, we shouldn't have stayed past checkout on Monday, and we did. <laughs> we packed our bags in the car, and we went back in, and that's what we shouldn't have done. Oh, well, that's how they get you, John. <laughs> that's how they get They got us. So. How was Spain? Undefeated. Spain was amazing. Um, a lot of vacations. Yeah, Spain was amazing. I'm sure you guys all saw the Speedo pictures, so... You're I, can't, I can't unsee that you're, picture. You're welcome. Are you going to post that on our website? <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it for people to find it on their own. Okay. Okay, let's get right into it. Uh, this is our 32nd episode, gentlemen. Woo-hoo. So uh, I guess we'll just start here with uh, Mardog. Who is your number 32 for today? Uh, as we know, this is the 100th year anniversary of the NFL as we know it. So uh, with the fact that the Oakland Raiders are probably needing a little bit of love in their life right now, I will go ahead and go with Marcus Allen, number 32. Uh, as we all know, Hall of Famer, uh, he was inducted in 2003, played mo- majority of his career, uh, 10 years with the Los Angeles Raiders, and then finished his career for four years with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, definitely one of those running backs, my time growing up as a young kid, him like Tony Dorsett were those, those two running backs, Eric Dickerson, that kind of like influenced me at a young age to want to play football. Uh, never was fast enough to play running back though, so long story. But anyway, uh, just a little bit of uh, things in uh, Mr. Allen's career to take note of. Six-time Pro Bowl, uh, Super Bowl champion as well, Super Bowl MVP, was the NFL Rookie of the Year in 82. Um, He just – we could go on and on about his rushing career and some of the uh, uh, records he broke or or awards he won. Uh, Also noted that he was – his number was retired from the USC Trojans as well, his number 33, unanimous All-American 1981. And honestly, just a class act guy as well. He's been involved in the NFL – for a long time passes in retirement as well, helping players, uh, you know, get acclimated to the NFL, try to invest their money right, stay on the right path. Uh, he's worked with the Players Union in the past. So my number 32, uh, the great Marcus Allen. Excellent. Uh, I guess I'll go next. Um, John, you really can't guess what my 32 would be. O.J. Simpson. <laughs> I no, I told I mentioned my Great guess earlier, which is now going to be my thirty-two. But Steelers number thirty-two, um, I, I doesn't ring a bell. Is it 
Franco Harris. Yeah, yeah yes, of course okay. it's Franco Harris. I, I Franco Harris. I, yeah. Okay. Well, I actually thought he was 34 <laughs> for some reason. I thought that when you mentioned earlier, you weren't going to tell us. I'm like, it's got to be. But I thought he was 34. Well, he played. Tell uh, us all about the Immaculate Conception. <laughs> <laughs> he actually had both numbers, uh, 32 and 34. Hey. Oh, you're just going to use those numbers twice? <laughs> I might. I might. Franco Harris, uh, obviously the Immaculate Reception. Growing up in Pittsburgh, it, it is the stuff of legend. You know, every year, especially especially in the tough times, in the Neil O'Donnell, Cordell Stewart times. It's still all you guys talk about. It's still all. <laughs> it's like the Celtics fans always talking about the banners from the 60s. It's all that Steelers fans. I, f- I find Steelers and Celtics fans to be very similar. We all talk, we talk about the past quite often. Right. When, you're, when you're 65 and you're holy ridden boxers and this franchise of yours is on a backslide for the next... 20 years when Brady retires, you're going to be saying the same thing. I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure. I look forward to it. Just like I talk about my 93 Cowboys. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, drafted by the Steelers uh, in the first round in 1972. Uh, He played his uh, first 12 years in the NFL with the Steelers. And then the last year uh, he was with the Seahawks. He is a 1990 uh, NFL Hall of Fame alum. Uh, four-time Super Bowl champion. He was Super Bowl MVP uh, in Super Bowl Nine. He is a nine-time Pro Bowler, first-team All-Pro, uh, two-time second-team All-Pro, NFL Man of the Year, NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, NFL Rushing Touchdowns Leader, and uh, obviously Pittsburgh Steelers um, Hall of Fame or Ring of Honor, whatever they call it. 12,120 yards rushing, 91 rushing touchdowns, 307 receptions with nine receiving touchdowns. Um, And again, forever cemented in the legacy of the Pittsburgh Steelers for what was probably a a dropped pass. I've I've seen some advanced internet breakdowns uh, of the Immaculate Reception and and, uh, there's some some maths that went into it and uh, more than likely uh, would have been called back in uh, today's NFL where it's reviewed 95 different ways. Yeah. And you have every angle of everything from, you know, I'll be, I'll be surprised if they don't have cameras coming up from the bottom of the field before we know it. (laughs) All right. Franco Harris, my number 32, Johnny. All right, thanks, Nesto. Uh, similar to Marty's Marcus Allen, number 32, my guy, uh, was also number 33 in college and, and uh, is well-known as number 32 for his career playing. Uh, so I went with Urban Magic Johnson Ooh, um, from basketball. the L.A. Lakers. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I feel like for me... You got, you got to pay respect to him. Also, guess, that was so. your guess for me. I just think when... Uh, for me, I just think when you think of the number 32... I think it's Magic Johnson, Marty. Magic Johnson, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank, I, I thought we we're all gonna come in with football <laughs> woodies today since the season started. So I get it, you know. I mean, for me, uh, and he didn't know where the Warriors actually played when it comes to basketball. True. So I just like <laughs> true. So for me, growing up in the '80s, they as, chi- as a child State of the State. '80s, it was Magic versus yeah. Larry Bird, and that's. You know, that was my introduction to so basketball. So we're pretty sure it, what your 33 is next week, too. Of course. Of course. Uh, Larry Legend. Absolutely. It's yeah. coming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's on, we're on deck for Larry Legend. But we'll lead off with Irvin Magic Johnson, who 
is universally considered one of the top three, if not one of the top five NBA basketball players in the history of the game. In 1979, he led the Michigan State Spartans to a victory over Larry Bird's Indiana State Hoosiers in the college national championship basketball game. And that was uh, one of the highest rated college basketball games of all time. All time. And Which then, is unbelievable to think about it nowadays. Absolutely. Yeah, especially. The, so that... And what they say about Magic and Larry as a duo is that they kind of there was a Broadway play on these two. What they did is they it, they kicked off basketball into the new era where it is what it is today because of Magic and Larry. Before that, it was kind of a uh, a niche sport almost. It wasn't on the level yeah. that football and baseball is now. It it, right. it certainly were it would it wasn't. It, yeah, it wasn't where it is now. It wasn't even anywhere close. And there was a lot of drugs in the league, and it was known for being a big drug league. And there was the NBA, and there was the ABA. Anyway, let's just say that it, the league wasn't anywhere near where it is today. But with the introduction of Larry Bird versus Magic Johnson in the late 70s in college basketball and then into the 80s in pro basketball, uh, the league took off. And then af soon after that, when Michael Jordan came into the league, followed by Phil Knight and Nike, um, in their partnership, the league, you know, Just took went off. even further. Right. So Magic Johnson was drafted number one overall by the Lakers in 1980. And in his first year, they went 60 and 22 and they won the NBA finals. Um, Magic Johnson is known for being a point guard. He's kind of revolutionized the point guard position. Um, there was Oscar Robertson, Robertson but uh, Magic Johnson was a 6'9 point guard. Which was unheard um, of at the time. Which, yeah, unheard of at the time. 6'9 players were usually small forward, power forward type players. Even before Even then, centers. Even some programs. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So he revolutionized the position, went on to win five NBA championships, like I said, in 1980. In the 1980 NBA Finals, um, their center was hurt. And Magic Johnson was called upon to play center in that finals. And he went on to win finals MVP, which is showing yeah. how adaptable he was always as a player. And then he went on to win his second NBA Finals in 1982, then in 1985, and then in 87, and then in 88 as well. He was a three-time Finals MVP, like I said, 1980, 82, and 87. He was a league most valuable player in 1987, 1989, and 1990. 12-time NBA All-Star, two-time NBA All-Star MVP. Uh, All-NBA first team nine times consecutively from 1983 to 1991. Um, and then there's just numerous, numerous other records that he holds and, and awards that he holds. So a hell of a businessman. A hell of a businessman. But what I'm going to get to is what changed everything in 1991 was the announcement that he had the HIV virus. And, you know, I'll never forget where I was in the car with my mother when I heard the breaking news. And you hear his speech about how he has to retire from the league because Magic Johnson. I cried. Was known for. The whole Lakers team, the Showtime team, was known right. for kind of going out and about and, you know, sleeping around and having a good time. They, they were Showtime, you know, the Showtime Lakers of the 80s. They won, and they had a good time. They slept with a lot of women. They did a lot of partying and whatnot. And then, boom, down now comes Magic Johnson, who's at, at his peak. You said, Like I said, he had just won MVP in 1987, 1989, and 1990, and now it's 1991, and he's come down with the AIDS virus, it's in a shock to, or the HIV virus, and it's a shock to all, and he has to suddenly retire from the league, and it's just kind of put a halt to everything. Which, and I, as a person, never, I, as a Larry Bird fan, I never liked Michael uh, Magic Johnson. Because he was the he was the the arch enemy right. the the villain to me, but that made me kind of see the 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 other side and kind of 
Oh yeah. You know, o- open up and realize that there's these are human beings that we're we're dealing with, and then they when, are touchable. When they are touchable, human. Then when Magic Johnson went and spoke at Larry Bird's um, retirement party in Boston Garden, he yeah. showed up for that, and he had the Larry Bird jersey on. Then I really started to like Magic Johnson, I, and it's become a, a thing where I've grown to like Magic Johnson a lot in his post playing career. Yeah. And, you know, his coaching career didn't last very long, didn't go very well. And clearly his uh, general managership with the Lakers didn't go very well, didn't last very long. But he'll always be known as a tremendous player, as a tremendous entrepreneur, right. and a tre- one of the most affable, likable personalities, not Absolutely. just in basketball, but in, in human culture that we know. He has, a, he has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame right. just because he's Magic Johnson. We so. owned, he owned uh, Magic Cinemas forever on Hollywood too, which you know had a lot of debuts for for uh, Oscar-worthy movies for debuting. But something I want to know before we leave off Magic Johnson, not to get too big of a tangent, but like that was the biggest biggest awareness for me. Um, I think for most of America, for it to be, you know for the AIDS virus and how much of a real thing it was, an epidemic in our country for him to come out and announce that that made it really true for a lot of people like I, I would never be touched by it you know I, I don't do drugs or I don't put needles in my arm which top notch time, athlete you know I, yeah. which, you know what we thought at that age what how you would get it and you know for him to come out and do that and I don't know if you remember like he was voted into the all-star team that year that he retired mm-hmm. and he played and a lot of people came out Carl against Carl like Malone, it. which tarnished his, his you know, likability for a little bit in long ways. Isaiah Thomas was a big, you know, believer, like we should let him play. Michael Jordan, a lot of those guys are on the side. But the league was divided about And you this. remember when that Magic and Isaiah kissed? Yep, absolutely. That so that awkward. was, a, I mean, that was a beautiful education. <laughs> I mean, as far as like at, at his cost and his mistakes in life and what led him to, you know, to, to you, know, you know, get HIV, you know, to come down with it. You know, is also just one of the biggest, most educational, I think, impactful moments in sports and, and for you know awareness in America. Yeah, the 20th huge. century was a big moment. Yeah, not not just for basketball, but human, human society as a whole. A step back in, in nostalgia and time with the uh, MTV Real World when Pedro uh, on real. It was him and that guy who really brought a lot of education to HIV to, to America, which was huge. How about the fact that he's still alive, too, and doing well? I mean, that's... <laughs> like it's all the been rumors, like he goes to Mexico and gets complete... Whatever it is, it's it's almost 30 years later, and he's still lo- well, living well. that's a whole different story where money buys health. But does it? Because Freddie Mercury died. He, he had all the AIDS. money in the world. He had AIDS. He had full, HIV and full-blown AIDS is two different... True. No, I know, things. but he had AIDS. Freddie Mercury had AIDS. Yeah. 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 Get it, you detect it early enough. You got the right medication. Right, right and I guess if you're a professional athlete, every year you go in, you get the time. full physical, yeah. the full blood work, and everything's done up properly. And so, as a rock star, you, you probably only do that when you need to. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's my number board, 32. It's been a few minutes, but uh, Magic Johnson. I think football happened this week. week yeah, one? football did happen. But before we get there, I just want to mention a couple of things um, that we that happened over the break. Uh, some some big retirements in the NHL. Uh, just want to give a tip of the cap. We can't uh, get away from NHL. You know, I've seen commercials for it already. I'm like, didn't NHL just end? Oh, baby. And the season's coming. about to start. We're talking Wednesday night hockey already? It's Are you coming. kidding me? Oh, God. We're well, looking at your Dodgers hat. We know what ended already, and that's the Red Sox season. So uh, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, well, I'm a big fan, too, but we'll just leave it at that. So getting back to NHL, Ernesto, who you're talking about right now? Oh, yeah. So uh, we, I don't believe we ever uh, talked about uh, Roberto Luongo. 
the Florida Panther. We need to pump this guy's tires again. Yeah. <laughs> Retiring. Uh, Chris Butler of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, dad, Matt Cullen of the Pittsburgh Penguins after a jillion and a half seasons. This guy retired at the age of like 43 after winning two Stanley Cups, um, you know, after 40. Absolutely amazing. My boy, number 14, Chris Kunitz, he was my uh, my choice on our 14th episode. He hung him up um, after finishing off with the Chicago Blackhawks. Steven Gianta, the Islanders, hung him up. Mike McKenna of the Flyers. Uh, Cam Ward, who uh, had his best season uh, in his rookie year and could never quite get back there, finished off with the Blackhawks. Another Penguin Stanley Cup alumni, Ben Lovejoy, uh, retired after finishing up with the Dallas Stars and Nicholas Cronwall from the Detroit Red Wings hanging him up after several seasons. So uh, congratulations to all those guys. And of course, um, it's especially bittersweet for me um, seeing Chris Kunitz, uh, Ben Lovejoy, and Matt Cullen hang him up after uh, bringing me so much happiness. So um, yeah, there we go. I fell asleep. It's hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's hard enough to follow it when it's in season. All right, um, I know you love it. You love it. I so do much. love it. I do love it. So let's uh, let's move it on to the main event. NFL football is back, gentlemen. Knock on wood, if you're with me. Oh. <laughs> uh, so okay. So what do you think of Hard Knocks? I haven't watched it. What you didn't see no. it? No. I thought it was good. I even Christine. I I even got Christina to watch this Did year, you? and that was a, a an impossible task in years past. So really, yeah, there's just the drama of Gruden and Antonio Brown. Gruden's such a character. I love him so much. I like. I always hated him. Just kind of his whole thing. I feel kind of sorry for him. Well, the Antonio Brown shit is no. He's just like kind of like a caricature. Like you really can't tell when he had the comedian who makes fun of him. What what's his name? Uh, Caliendo. Caliendo. He had Caliendo in front of the team. Honestly, they're like the same person now. (laughs) He's been doing that ever since he was an analyst as well for, you know, Monday Night Football. He's like a character He's been been taking, well, he used to be Chucky back in the day for Tampa Bay when he coached. So I just don't see him being taken seriously anymore. I just, I feel like they're, I feel like they're a joke. No, I thought thought it was sad. It's sad. I feel like. I think he's a brilliant mind in a lot of ways. I just don't know if he's a player manager in a lot of ways. I think he should be sitting up in a booth as an offensive, you know, as a defensive coordinator and not, a, you know, not offensive for, coordinator. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's, that's the role for him. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. I don't know. Not 10 years, a hundred million to run your franchise. It had, it had, the Raiders. It be, well, it just had to be something said that he did not coach for so long after his career first ended, you know, in the league. So uh, I think the Raiders wanted a face for football and they thought they'd bring a character like him in cause he was so liked probably the most liked analyst on Monday Night Football since John Madden, so they took a shot for it, and that's what that, what that program does, that franchise does. They just take risks all the time. If you're a Raiders fan, would you do a redo if you could redo at this point and go back two years or just scratch the Gruden contract? Because if you think about it, over the last two years now, they, they start last, beginning of last year by losing Khalil Mack. Cooper. Then they lose Amari Cooper, and now they had and have lost Antonio Brown. I mean, so... What's, if you're a Raiders fan, you have to wonder what the hell is going on. We've lost our great players. Not only have we lost our great players, but now we're also losing our team from you know, the L.A. Raiders, the Oakland Raiders. Now next year they're going to be the Vegas Raiders. I saw the stadium, by the way. It's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Yep. Sick. You didn't take any pictures, boo? 
I do have some pictures oh, I can nice. show you. Right. Excellent, it's, excellent. Yeah, the outside is pretty much done. So do you think, like, Antonio Brown showed up, you know, over the offseason, went over for a barbecue at Derek Carr's house, and, uh, you know, they're tossing the ball around in the backyard, and Antonio's like, this shit ain't, this isn't going to work. I'm, you know, you know what? Like what? There's a what lot happened? of rumors going around that New England poached him, poached him a little bit, and this and that. Um, Pete Carroll admitted on ra- on Seattle radio today that they were trying to get him as well. So I don't, know. I don't know. I mean, he very he, okay. So starting from blasting his feet off in the cryo chamber, uh, he. We're just talking about between last year Le'Veon Bell and this motherfucker, and now we got to talk about him now. I, I mean, just, this like, is what he wants, gonna be, and we're gonna be talking about him a lot because he's Patriots. Nineteen and zero. Yeah, Patriots are gonna go nineteen and zero. Or, or, and hear me out. It's like you, you made a deal with the devil where now you're a superhero, but you have cancer. Yeah, no, that's an interesting point as well. I don't care if he can. Plays, anyone it, bring them down? I, no, I don't care if he plays with them or not. I think it's a, it's a. A foregone conclusion if he does play the whole season they're super bowl champions I, if he doesn't play they're super bowl champions they don't, after they what i saw them. last night and we'll get into that game but it's just like i think it was just a nice insurance policy if gordon doesn't make it they Marius have him thomas if they don't if the marys thomas now they got three variables and i think one of those variables at least plays throughout the whole season josh gordon looked good last night he looked good he looked, good. He looked very strong good last night oh my god you see right. he gave me hardwood last uh, night his drop, I, his I walked drop. in i said to christina i said josh gordon is giving me wood he looks so sexy in, the, in that uniform scoring <laughs> touchdowns for the Patriots. Ugh. Why is your pants gonna, slowly coming off? This is a radio show. Nobody can see your happiness. 6'5", <laughs> 245 pounds. All right, pounds. all right, all right. We'll do this later. We'll do this later. First, let's talk about the opener. <laughs> Fucking snooze fest. Green Bay versus Chicago. Oh, God. It's like, uh, I don't know. He's Bo- never changing, both, folks. Both He's sides, never changing. Both sides of the ball. Looked like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Rodgers is never terrible. changing. You realize that, right? He's no, never going to change his style. He's just got a pad if you thought coach now. Guy I mean, Lafleur was going to come in and change Aaron Rodgers. No. You were completely mistaken. Aaron Rodgers will change him before the latter. A hundred percent. So I, I think that Lafleur must have realized that and said, you, you know. Nobody's changing Rodgers. He's stubborn. He's stuck in his ways. He's good looking for the home run ball every single time that he goes back to pass now. So what do I have to do? I'll, I guess I'll go work on the defense. Because if you look at the defense, defense looked really defense good. Awesome. But Aaron Rodgers but. looked like the same freaking Aaron Rodgers. They, he looked like the last few years. Every single play has got to be a home run. He doesn't take the he doesn't the easy way out. Doesn't take the few yards here, a few yards there, the check down no. pass, the open easy play. He's always trying to look look for the same home run ball or the big cute play. And I feel like that's what Mahomes is starting to get into as well. But we'll get into him in the oh Jacksonville KC game. Yeah, but and, and talk about can a person change? Can Trubisky come to form and, and be a quarterback that Chicago needs? I know it's the first game. He didn't play a lot in the preseason. Rodgers didn't play at all in the preseason. A lot, a lot of the stars didn't. It showed on the field. But, like, I don't know. This kid, he had his moments last year. But, it, obviously, you know, if there's a good defense on the field, and that's what the defensive backs for Green Bay were saying afterwards in the game, like, we were going to stack up on the line, and we were going to make him be a quarterback. And we were going to put it all on him having to be a good quarterback. And we won. I can't tell if the Green Bay defense was good or – the Bears' offense just—they've definitely sucks. gotten better since last year. That's, Green Bay's that's defense sure. got better. Yeah, they did get better. They but you're right. I don't moves. know if they're good. But because Trubisky like, was bad, they looked good. Because we know Trubisky was bad. <laughs> was we we, so we bad. do know that. We know that he was bad in that game. Oh, 
But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not calling him finished completely just yet. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not willing to write him off just yet. I just look at something but like... But he's close. Yeah, I just look at something what was, what was happening to him in that game. No adjustments. Just seemed like he did not belong out on the field to go to another game of like Josh Allen having a horrible first half, but stepping up and being a man and really battling back and, and maintaining his composure in yesterday's game. Being able to fight yeah, back and, just and, fight and, back and overcome fight adversity. Yeah, absolutely. Kyler I didn't Murray. see that in Trubisky uh, yesterday. I, yeah. I was loving every bit of that. What a showcase! Uh, he in that struggled. Fourth that fourth. He struggled, and then he came back in the fourth quarter and played well. And that's what I think. I think as a sports fan, as a competitor, as a viewer, that's all you want in someone to root for is when somebody struggles. And you know, I think that all athletes come to that point where there's points where they struggle. You want them to have the resiliency and the fight to be able to to come back and overcome it a little bit. I mean, clearly, you don't want to be rooting for someone who just folds up to the, the folds up shop and calls it a day. Um, but, I, but Trubisky looks close to that. I um, almost, yeah. And, it, it's and, coming. I'm, I'm going to give him another. I'm going to give him one more chance. Maybe a couple games. We'll see. Um, but right now, he's. It's not looking good for the Bears, and that's bad because they 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 traded up to get him in the draft a few years yep. ago. And not only did they trade up, but they 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 passed on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely. And traded up for Trubisky, which is it's could not, look yeah, like an all time. That experiment mistake. is looking like it's. All time mistake. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do we want to get in some? Uh, I can get in the Cowboys. If we want to get into some specific games. Well, Dak, Dak looked great. Dak looked amazing. That was like second year Dak. That offense. And Amari Cooper also looked great. I well, mean, he was he was moving through his routes. Michael well. Gallup looked good. Let's just play homage to the fact that this is Kellen Moore's offense this year. Uh, uh, in my mind, a brilliant offensive coordinator. He was a wonderful quarterback. Boise State. We knew his pedigree when it comes to coaching. Subpar player, backup quarterback for the Lions and Cowboys in the league, which I'm thinking this is the future of the Cowboys. I think we're seeing our future head coach here in a couple of years. Kellen Moore. Uh, yeah, I, b- I believe so. I mean, I am hope so in a lot of my mind, too. But we, you're looking at yesterday four different touchdowns to four different receivers, that including a tight end, to Jarwin and Witten. Cobb had a touchdown. Cooper had a touchdown. The only person didn't have a touchdown was Gallup, who was 7-for-7 seven seven on receptions, 158 yards. Not they were bad. spreading the ball around. Um, we're talking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight receivers targeted in that, in that game. And uh, – didn't look bad. Zeke, you know, looked a little rough around the edge. Just going straight forward, he was still strong. But, you know, that, that ability to cut and burst, you know, that's going to take a couple of few weeks for that to come to Yeah, he's got to knock the, the rust surface, off. you know. Um, but, you know, playing to the crowd, you know, definitely the fans love to see him back. Dak looked great. I tell you what, though, um, if I'm going to pay my biggest homage my biggest uh, congratulations it's going to be that offensive line they were phenomenal yesterday when your name's not called as an offensive lineman you're doing a job and they did a wonderful job yesterday for Dak buying him time you know opening up holes for Zeke and just really pushing forward I think that's going to be their strongest asset um you know the defense should be solid defense should be solid you know I was a little worried when Giants first came out marched down the field and got away with it I'm just what's what's going on but they adjusted quickly um What's the over and under when uh, Eli's not starting for the Giants? Well, Jones already came. Daniel Jones already came into the game, or yeah. late in the game. Late he was three or four. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that was garbage time, though. Let you know, I think if the Giants are, are 0 and 5. They take 0 and 5. I'd say 0 and 3 is the way they were, like, you know, 
cupping the balls on this kid in preseason already. Uh, they have a weird thing about Eli Manning in New York. It's weird. So I'm going to give him 0-5. All right. Yeah, he beat the Patriots twice. That's the weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, solid performance for the Cowboys. Um, I don't want to do the typical thing that most Cowboys fans do and say, like, this is our year. Cowboys Patriots Super Bowl? Uh we got one uh, NFC team I think has a big chip on their shoulder to get through, and that's the New Orleans Saints, and we see how they, we'll see how they play tonight. But, yeah. you know, they're stacked as well. So I, I think it's going to come down to those two teams for sure. You know, I was a little – Rams look like shit yesterday. Well, so come, I always am, especially lately with the way that the new practice rules are for the – training camp and for the off season of NFL I'm a little weary when it comes to week one of the NFL week two week three I I've started to kind of not take football seriously until the fourth fifth weeks because I'm adopting that <laughs> after last night's performance uh, well honestly no <laughs> but yeah the, the, le- the less practice time the with you know the rules being what they are in the collective bargaining agreement and the players got what they wanted which was you know less time in pads when they're practicing oh. but it, it's it, it's affected the play and the performance on the field clearly and so it takes the players weeks one two sometimes even up to weeks three takes some of the teams a little bit longer some of the teams a little bit less but Everyone gets so excited for week one every year, and it's usually a complete dud. I believe mm-hmm. correctly. The this Patriots, week, Patriots started zero and two last year. The one and two. One and two. One okay. and two. All they right. lost games two and three at Jacksonville okay. at Detroit, but they All won right. their first game at home against I knew the Texans. They had, had a, you look at the football as a whole entire picture for the week. Usually, lately since these new new rules have gone into play, I, I you know I find that it takes a few weeks for the football to get good on on screen, right. and yep. I feel like it wasn't that bad yesterday. No, I mean, but talk your to side the Browns. Of the ball wasn't so bad. But talk to the Browns, and they'll, they'll sing a And I think story. that's really going to take time. Talk about a lot of changes in the offense and, and getting, you know, Odell down the field. Oh, he looked good yesterday, but on his, a lot of short routes and breakouts, but they really didn't go down the field. penalties much. for the Browns. It's Freddie horrible. Kittens. Yeah. Freddie Kittens. What were you doing with that team? Sausage Freddie and milk. Kittens. Kittens like to scratch. Unbelievable. Were you, was Baker dangerous yesterday? He was dangerous for his own team. That was embarrassing. Fucker got me one point in fantasy. Three interceptions, one pick six, 18, 18 penalties in game yeah. one at home. Can we talk about all uh, the hype? Can Browns we talk to the Browns. I wow. picked them in my Eliminator League, and I'm already out of the Eliminator oh, League. boy. <laughs> Might be the quickest exit in the fucking world. But I even thought, look, how bad the Titans looked in preseason. Mariota, like, that defense... It's I, it's it's one of those games hard to tell. It's it's almost like the Ravens and Dolphins, where the Dolphins just truly tanking yesterday. Is Lamar that great? Is that offense on scene for just, Baltimore? I was just going to ask know, you. It's just like, I mean, he looks good. He he's throwing a lot more confidence. He's throwing dimes. Yeah. Is, is I don't Lamar care fifty nine points good? If you, if you if you're throwing twenty four of twenty seven with so you know they were looking at the you know throwing some of the next gen stats or whatever the you know the new, the new thing is the next gen stats on ESPN and the throws that he had in the tight windows he was seven of eight you know in the tight win, win, tight window throws are within one yard of a defender uh, so he was seven of eight we're of a hundred yards so. You know, I, I don't care if that's against a good team, bad he's, team, what it is. If you're making tight, tight window well, yeah. throws and having that kind of success, it means you're doing something right. He's getting so s- he didn't rush at all yesterday. No. And he came out with, with a point to prove, saying, I'm going to be right. a passer today. And he looked three hundred He was 10 for 10 to his tight ends yesterday. Oh, Mark Andrews is a beast. Yeah. And uh, it was the thing, like, you know, it's 
they're trusting him and he's getting better with the throwing, but they're also keeping a system around him with the RPOs and the play action to keep him a threat on the ground so as well. So you have to watch for it. You still have to watch for it. So mm-hmm. it didn't, he didn't have to use that this week, so it's hard to game plan. When is he going to break out and throw into those screens and black out and like those, those multi-like – reverse direction handoff plays where he just keeps it and falls out the opposite side. So now that he's throwing that strong, you can't cheat on him like you did last year. And it's it's insane that you can say that even though they had 324 yards passing with five passing touchdowns, it was still a balanced offense because they had uh, 265 rushing yards. Yeah, you and know? Ingram had two touchdowns. Ingram had a game. Yeah. Game. I mean, they both the offense, the rushing game and the passing game. Complimented one another. The Ravens looked really good against a hopeless Miami team. Yeah. The guy, I, I guess, guys are already demanding trades through their agents from from Miami. So that's a complete shit show down there right now. They signed 14 players that wasn't on the team last year. So I mean, how are you going to run a, an offense or a defense with that many new players? Are, the, the Ravens, I don't think they're that good, obviously, but I do think that they're improved, and I think Lamar Jackson has something to prove. And I, and, and I, I could be. I remember we talked about after the draft. I thought Hollywood Brown was a ter- ter- terrible pick as a receiver, and he had an unbelievable game yesterday, so I could be way, way wrong about him. But it's only one week. so He's I'm already gonna... holding out for a new contract. It's in the family. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, he had, a, he had a long ball. What was it, uh, 83 yards? Yeah. yeah. You know, f- f- we won't talk about this game. Side note, feel sorry for my boy Nick Foles already out probably oh, for the season. Man. Nick Magic is gone, and that was on a beautiful pass pass play too for yeah, he got hammered. touchdown he got hammered he hung in there though i think the jaguars could have lipped into the maybe to the playoffs of that team but there's his foregone conclusion now that they probably won't do anything and then so the rookie from washington state gunner Min- Minshew. gunner Minshew comes in and completes 22 of 25 passes um first rookie ever to do that in yeah. his first game over 80 percent completion percentage so he, he didn't look bad himself nope Pick him up. Drop Gunner, Brady. Gunner Minchu, right he's now. got a great mustache, by the way. He's got a great stash. Thank you. You and Gunner Minchu. <laughs> Still Gunner's Thunder. How, how, do, how do you feel about um, Jimmy G's performance? I, I So what I, my take from the, game, the San Francisco at Tampa Bay game mm-hmm. is that Jameis Winston still Garbage. sucks ass. How that, long, that's how long all is, I got. How long is this franchise going to stand by this fucking kid? So my take from the San Francisco-Tampa Bay game is just basically that for those of you that thought Jameis Winston, you know, you wanted to give him one more chance in this fifth year under Bruce Arians, uh, I, I just I got to tell you, I don't think that he's going to get there. And I don't think it's going to happen. And I think he had the biggest influence on the game because, you know, he turned it over so many times. And going into the season, you know, you thought if you thought the one thing that Tampa Bay had going for them this year was their passing game, with new coach Bruce Arians coming in, and you got Jameis Winston being able to throw to um, great young tight end O.J. Howard or Mike Evans or young stud Chris Godwin, and at least the passing game would work if nothing else worked. Right. If the defense was terrible and the rushing game's not good, uh, at least you'd be able to pass the ball a little bit with a kind of a new um, complex passing offense, which is what Arians has always brought to whatever teams. He's been the head coach or offensive coach for whether it be the Colts or the Cardinals of, of yesteryear. Right. Um, but well, you know it's going to be a struggle too because I mean their rush, rushing game is garbage, so they're going to stack the line and make those guys work. I mean, absolutely. But the one thing is, Ronald Jones didn't look as terrible as I once thought he was last year. He yeah. looked a little bit better. All right. I, mean, I, mean, I don't 70, know if that's a compliment, 70, but it's yeah. not. It's 75 yards, I say, but the only one. I mean, Godwin had 53 yards. That's the most out of all the receivers on the. But Winston yesterday. had the biggest impact of the game because he was terrible. Terrible. With three and so you asked me how Jimmy G. He what I thought one. of Jimmy G. 
doesn't matter. It didn't matter because Jimmy uh, Jameis Winston ruined the game for the Tampa Bay yeah. Buccaneers. Looking at looking at the performances in the league yesterday, I mean, I don't think uh, Jimmy G was over even two hundred yards. No, he wasn't. He had one one touchdown, one interception, I believe. So it's yeah. nothing like an impact. He was irrelevant. It was yeah. Jameis Winston fucking it up for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Right. And that happens in the NFL. You know, one player can ruin it all, especially if he's your quarterback. <laughs> Fair enough. How about the the Bengals hanging with the Seahawks? Do you think that's just the Seahawks' young defense not being able to hold uh, hold the line? And or you know, what what are your well, thoughts? Well, I there? think if, if we think that the Bengals are going to go zero and sixteen, which we probably all do, right? One and fifteen, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think they're going to get blown out every game. So, I mean, first game of the year, you know, you're going up to Seattle, a tough place to play. You give it all you got, you lose by a point. Yeah. Then when I mean, they lose 21 to 20, mm-hmm. so they hung tough. But no, I, mean, I don't think you can count on Dalton throwing the ball 51 times every game and be efficient. I mean, he had a game. He had two touchdowns, no yeah. interceptions over four. John yards. Ross, he is John fast. John Ross looked great. He looked really good. Wait, that was his return to Washington because he went to Washington. So, I'm sure he was lined up for a big game. That's a homecoming for him. That was a homecoming game for him. Yeah. I didn't even realize that playing Daily Fantasy. I should have known. A, you know, that's another team lost in tra- translation and a little bit of, like, what they're going to do with their running game between uh, Mixon and also uh, Bernard. I mean, that's combined out of 13 rushes between them yesterday for 31 yards. Well, Mixon left with an injury. Yeah. But they say so he's second okay. Quarter, he'll, he'll be okay for next week. look at that. Yeah. Yeah. But His MRI came back clean today. But, yeah, I mean, they just abandoned everything and just went full all out, just long throws and just, like, airing it out yesterday. So you have fast John Ross, you got Tyler Boyd, um, and you get once you get A.J. Green back in a few weeks, maybe your passing game's okay. Game I really wanted to talk to you guys about was the Chargers and Colts yesterday, you know, going with, you know, Brissett, you know, stepping in with, with Luck being gone, getting the two-year contract, uh, you know, contract year for Philip Rivers what is this team going to do well I don't think Allen? it's over for the Colts I don't I don't think I think they're going to be a, I think they're going to be a playoff team we didn't even get they're into really, the Andrew Luck news that was that was the news oh, of the yeah. offseason when I was yeah. on vacation that happened on the Saturday when I was in, in Vegas and yeah. it was like it's all anyone was talking about in the whole whole casino everyone was talking about stopping and talking about Andrew Luck people weren't playing the, their, their game they were everyone stopping like oh my god here's what about Andrew Luck look at Andrew Luck oh my god that was the big news. 29-year-old Andrew Luck retiring. What do you guys think of that? I think he's really hurt. I just really think that this is a guy who's made enough money, who has felt like he's done enough in his career that doesn't want to be limping around from his 30s on and, and quality of life. I truly believe that. And I, I don't think the franchise has treated him all that great in the past in a lot of ways. The O-line certainly hasn't. Yeah. But they were on the upswing. Especially I think so. if this was the, supposed to be the best team that he's had. And don't you feel that he kind of left them high and dry by doing this now? Well, uh, so, you know, from the things that I've heard is uh, everybody in the team was pretty well informed that this was a possible, at least a possibility of it happening, especially once that uh, lower leg injury, uh, the ankle, we'll call it, because they never really uh, came out and said what it was. Uh, <clears throat> I, Especially I, since then, I, I, th- I think everybody was kind of – he was preparing people. I mean, uh, Jacoby Brissett even said he knew before that moment on the sideline. Speaking of which, did you see Jacoby Brissett's reaction to Aaron Ra- or uh, phenomenal. Andrew Luck telling him that the, the tweet went out, Adam Schefter's tweet went out? No. Oh, my God. Not. He makes the best face in the, in the world. It's so funny. He's, it's like a no fucking way face, but it's, it's 
just considering what happened. Um, I think the fans in the stadium, I understand their frustration. Absolutely. I mean, you, you've got season, you got season tickets. Fuck you got re up to. So, okay. So, he's, say, he's, you, say you make $25,000 a year and you're a plumber, okay? And your biggest thing in life is you're a football fan and you're a season ticket holder for the Colts yeah, and you just renewed and you upped. And you are getting ready and psyched for the best Colts season you've had in 10 years since Peyton Manning took you to win the Super Bowl over the Bears years ago. And you're ready because you know that the team's on the upswing and you got the quarterback who was one of the second or third best quarterbacks in the league last year. And suddenly he retires before the, the, the pre, last preseason game. I mean, I understand. I understand their frustration. No, they, they, I get they the have every right to be frustrated. And he's lucky he's doing it in a fan base like Indy. If he did, that, if he did that in Philly or Chicago, Ooh, he'd be lynched. New York, yeah. They'd be he throwing out batteries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you wouldn't know, just be burning the jersey. I, I, I tend to go off players' reactions, players he's, he's played with for multiple years, like like Hilton and, and some of those offensive line who are not angry about the situation. Nothing but love. Nothing, and I know it's not that they have to save face. The guy is gone. They don't have to protect his name, have to protect the franchise. They can speak freely it's like like Derek Carr held back against Antonio Brown after the bullshit he started you know and what's happening with the Raiders I just think the guy just knew he didn't have it in the tank anymore he didn't feel right on that leg he felt like it was just going to be another season where he's going to go out by the fifth or sixth week or be like taking shots all year long just to get through the season and sell himself out I just think and I think it's the new age. It's these contracts and these it's guaranteed money that these players make that they know that they have a life after football in some ways if you have a little bit of a brain. So, you know, he walked away. And, and part of me, if I'm a fan, if I'm an indie fan, yeah, of course I'm going to be upset. But part of me is, is just a human being who, you know, doesn't want to, like, wants a quality of life. I definitely understand where he's coming from as well. It's definitely double-sided. Do you think D- John Dorsey was like, hey, just, like, give it – Three weeks. Let me sell some tickets. Did you see Vinatieri's uh, reaction or like post? No. It's just like it took a picture of himself, like all gray and disheveled, just looking old as fuck as he ever does. I'll never retire. You can retire. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) So I was I watching a countdown yesterday, and Matt Hasselbeck, who played with Andrew Luck as his backup a few years a few years ago, he thinks that he'll return after a couple years. He thinks that just knowing him then, and that once his body heals and, you know, once he's 31, 32 years old, he'll he'll return. Yeah. Remains to be seen, honestly. And that made more of a sour note coming later as, as a player. Like, you were stacked to win, and if you do come back, like, what the hell? But I get it. I still think they're a playoff bubble team, which sucks because yeah, that's so what going back to my point, it, 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 after wrapping up the Andrew Luck thing, is that I don't think Jacoby Brissett and Luck not being there is the end for the Colts because they built a team around the offensive line and the defensive line and fast de- fast linebackers and good defensive backs and they have good skill position guys so i don't think it's the end for them right. agree or disagree agree i don't totally think it's agree. the end and hooker already made the early case for the best looking interception yesterday saw that, that. one-handed grab in the end zone and take that that pass away for a touchdown was amazing mm-hmm. But and, and, you know, winning against at the Chargers, you know, granted the stadium for the Chargers is nothing to write home about. It's not a great home field advantage, but the Chargers are a, a high quality team in the NFL and winning at their the high quality team's home stadium is never easy. So I, I wouldn't judge the Colts too harshly for losing at the Chargers week one. Well, in that case, especially with Brissett only have having lo- with only have two a losing record at home last year, the Chargers did. I think they're like 50-50. I think they're right there. I have to look that up. Well, they finished 11-5, so. 
But I think the majority of their losses were at home than they were on the road last year. I to, I'll, I'll just double-check yeah, that not for sure. next, next week's episode. But it's like playing at a 6A football field in, in Texas. The thing is small as hell. Yeah. All right, moving on. J- John, uh, what were your opinions on uh, Le'Veon Bell's first performance in the NFL in over a year? So, Rusty, it took him a little while to get going, but I thought once he got going – he looked good. My concern for Le'Veon Bell the whole time has been Adam Gase, the head coach, and his commitment to running the football and getting his running back to football, not just on the through handing it off, but also through passing it to him. Because in Miami, he ranked 28th and 29th out of 32 teams in getting his running backs the ball, either through the handoff or through the air. And we know, you know, more than anyone else as a Steelers fan, that Le'Veon Bell is also a volume back, right? So he 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 improves with volume, right? And he, he needs he on. needs his twenty plus touches um, through the handoffs, and he needs his five plus catches through the air. And he's also a fantastic pass blocker as well. And I thought it took him a little while to get going, but once he got going, you know, we saw him get the touchdown, and we saw the Jets' offense get going he, a little bit. And he, he didn't have a touchdown. Maybe on did didn't he? Who scored the touchdown? Yeah, he had that pass in, in for. He had the two-point conversion. And well, then the NFL app disagrees with no, you. No, touchdown. Like oh, NFL. okay. He Sorry, he had the passing touchdown. Yeah, which would it. look great. Talk about a guy who hasn't played yeah, he had over the six, 600 days. I'm like, was that crazy? Catches that ball, catches that ball right above his shoelaces to turn it in for a touchdown. Yeah. That looked great. I'm not going to jump on, the, on everybody's bandwagon about how unbelievable that two-point conversion was. That was just bad defense. The guy just mistimed his jump. And it landed right in Le'Veon's yeah. hands. More about Donaldson buying time to make that throw. No, I just I just think that Darnold? Gase, Gase needs yeah. Gase needs to be committed to Le'Veon Bell, and I think it's important that he doesn't get away from it. And if Le'Veon Bell is not working early in the game, or you know it gets stuffed a couple times, I think that Gase needs to have the discipline and the mindset to say, hey, this is a guy who 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 needs the volume, gets better with volume. I got to stick to him and not get away from him, which I think is going to be Adam Gase. You see him with his eyeballs. He's kind of schizophrenic. And I think if something's not working for him early press press conference, if something's not working for him early, he's going to go somewhere else. And that's my fear for Le'Veon Bell is yeah. that he, he, he won't get what he needs to as far as touches. Well, it wasn't, he was Le'Veon was really open about how he went to the organizations. Like I am committed. I want, over 200 touches this year, and I'll take you to a winning record. And they Jets and so Gase and the Jets say we're committed to him. We're going to give him a full a big workload week one. We're going to yep. give him 15 to 20 touches. Yeah. What? That's a big week workload, not for Le'Veon Bell. Big no. workload for Le'Veon Bell when he was with the Steelers was 25 to be, 35 yeah. touches. He'd be over 20 attempts to from each side receiving and rushing. Yeah. He'd be in the 40s. So no, feed him like 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 the Cowboys feed Zeke. Feed feed Le'Veon Bell. You're paying him. Do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll pay dividends. Oh, we saw yesterday that they, oh my God, I mean, I, I, not that I, I, I guess I don't give a shit because it's the freaking Jets, but how do you blow that game to the Bills yesterday? Oh, my God. Well, you release your kicker because you don't want to pay his salary. You go out and get a second backup, you know, I don't I think he come from the Steelers. Who is it? I can't even know the guy's name. I can't name. remember where he came the from. Kicker. Yeah, but they go and get a guy who didn't even play last year. And then he missed all his kicks and warm-ups. All in warm-up. <laughs> so almost I would have gone like Mike Tomlin on this whole thing and took more of a chance on a two-point Absolutely. conversion. Than like you got Le'Veon Bell, point. the two-point king. So you're talking four turnovers in the first half, and you, you walk away with three points out of those four turnovers. Yeah, I mean, 
everybody's like, oh, the resilience to come back in Buffalo. Yes, you know, he played great. You know, Allen and, and the team played a, had a better Paul, uh, game. But the Jets Play jets stood game, up. Excuse me. The Jets jets the stood jets up. The Jets stood up, yeah. The goddamn Jets. They jets it up. The Jets did the Jets. The Browns did the Browns. I was, I was all I was all watching that game, texting you guys yesterday. It was just it was it was a hard game to watch, but yeah. you know I was at home because uh, I don't think Darnold's that bad. No, I mean, I think he might be something at some point, as yeah, long as they don't great, screw him up. I feel like that. I feel like the the coaching staff and the organization is what screws is what does the Jets in. You know what I mean? I yeah. feel like Donald has potential. I feel like Le'Veon Bell has potential. I feel like the Jets have potential with that with a good defense and a decent offensive line, but they Jets it up. He had a great career at USC. I mean, I just see what they do with this kid, but I just. They have an unbelievable uh, way of going out and getting subpar coaching to fucking do their job. In the not last just time. the coaching; it's everything. Yeah. Everything in the office. Yeah. Everything in the office. Terrible. And I don't mind as a Patriots deplorable. fan. Yeah, it's deplorable. <laughs> All right, let's move on. No more. Speaking. Shaking. That speaking might be the most in two years we've talked about the Jets. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we can say two years. What at least we've talked about Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> what happened to the Falcons? I think that Minnesota is a tough place to play. Marty was mentioning this earlier. I just think Minnesota is never an easy place for a visiting team to come come play. And do you expect more out of the Falcons? Certainly, with a veteran quarterback, a veteran team, veteran coach. Um, we had the Julio Jones controversy all week, saying he wasn't going to play either one of the contract talks, distracting the team up into uh, basically all, Saturday. All the hype about Devontae Freeman looking as good as he's ever it looked and that how, how good he's going to be this year, and then he puts up a dud and does absolutely nothing. Um, I don't know. I just think that, that it spoke – for me, it spoke more about – Minnesota being Minnesota, and it's a yeah. tough place to play. And I think, you know, Atlanta will be the typical Atlanta, 8-8, eight, 9-7. Eight and eight, nine and seven. If they have a good year, they'll go 10-6 and six maybe. If they have they, things go poorly, maybe they'll be 6-10, and 7-9. They're, they're in the 6-10 six to 10-6 six and six range for me. You tell me, though, if you hold a NFL quarterback, Cousins, to 98 yards passing total game, you think you're going to win, or you think it's going to be close? Yeah, but – I mean, Dalvin Cook had a great game, 100. 1015 yards something like Atlanta's that. Atlanta's problem has always been running backs. Yeah. The, wow. the running stopping stopping running backs and quick running backs. Yeah. Like I'm regretting James White. I'm like, regretting drafting uh, Matt Ryan. I mean, he still got me some points cuz he's always going to air it out and go. Yeah, he'll always pass. Too, he'll always pass for a bunch of yards. Yeah, but He will. I like to watch my quarterbacks play in fantasy and I don't want to watch the Falcons play all year long. <laughs> all year long if they look Playing at like Minnesota this. is not easy for quarterbacks. It's just not. Never has been. What's the other big games we might have missed? Well, the Redskins had a 17-point lead early on against the Eagles, and the Eagles came storming back, and Wentz hooked up with Deshaun Jackson for a couple long touchdowns. Uh, so it took the Eagles a little while to get going. To get going. I but, think, you know. But they did. They look good. I think Wentz is going to have a year if he stays healthy. I, I do, think too. this is going to be a swan song year. If, if he stays healthy, Come right? Back, That's the, the whole year. thing. I'm calling it right now. If he stays healthy. Yep. That's the bugaboo. Yeah. If he doesn't stay healthy, then, man, that contract looks bad. I mean, it's it's a little bit team friendly because of the health issues, but you never know. Sean Jackson looks league. like a good get for them though, because once in that deep ball, that 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 looks like a strong connection. It's only one week, but you know, people were saying last year if Wentz had a, a deep a deep guy to go to who had the speed, um, like Deshaun Jackson, and then they went out and got him, and then it worked so well in week one. So that could be something. He was for them clutch. There was some nice forward. over the shoulder catches. They weren't just clear like. I'm wide open catches for Deshaun. He had some nice catches going into the end zone yesterday. 
So we touched on it uh, earlier, but the uh, the Kyler Murray comeback, three quarters of tough football for that kid looked. Look, you know, he looked his age. He, he kind of he came out and um, made a lot of mistakes and not making great decisions. But uh, like you said, he's a gamer, so he um, pulled it all together, man. And at the end of the game, there I forget who dropped that interception, oh. but it, it was directly to him. And what a heartbreaker! Could have won the game. That could have been like field goal oh to God, finish the game. I remember the name of the guy. Here's my takeaway from this game. I went back and watched a little bit of it last night when I got home is rewinded and looked at it. But, A, I feel like they almost wanted Detroit to come in hard to get him out of the pocket to think he could do the work. And I think they discovered two things is that he's just not quite there yet and the NFL is that much faster and they're going to catch up with him. The defensive backs and defensive ends are going to catch him in the backfield. But also come fourth quarter, when you're chasing a guy around like that, that defensive line is going to be fatigued as hell. And I think fatigue showed up in the fourth quarter for the def- uh, for Detroit Lions That's line. That's a good point. That's another point. Going back to my um, less practice time for mm-hmm. NFL, weeks one, two, and three yeah. being not so good, it's also that the Attrition players are kind of in. out of shape as yeah, well. absolutely. They were hands on their knees during timeouts. So games I mean, aren't over. Hurting. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tremaine Brock was the name of the cornerback who dropped the pass from Stafford. Yeah. That, right that would have set them up to have the game-winning kick with about three seconds left on the clock in overtime, and they could have won 30-27. to 27. Instead, the game finishes tied 27-27. As Dion said this morning, they better give that kid floaties at the end of the game so he doesn't cry or drown in his own tears. <laughs> 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 That's amazing. All right, the uh, the final... Well, not the final. We have two more games that it uh, looks like that we need to mention. Uh, the Rams-Panthers. Rams win 30-27 to at the Carolina Panthers. Rough start for both teams. Christian McCaffrey, though. He's, oh, my God. I love this guy. Uh, John, put his, your penis away. I know. McCaffrey, Josh Gordon. What am I going to do? That knee to the head for Weddle yesterday yep. for the Panthers. That looks gnarly. Cut him wide open. Didn't return with a huge laceration on his head. I don't know how you get a cut like that through a helmet, but who knows? You take a hit like that. I know, that. with the new safety helmets? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, oh, speaking of hits to the head through the helmet, who was the guy who got uh, ejected for kicking somebody in the face? Did you see that? No. It wasn't Miles Jack. He punched a guy. No, there was a there was a guy who. Uh, oh wait, was it the Browns or the Titans game? Uh, I think it was the Browns game. All right, I got it here. It's uh, the left tackle, Greg Robinson, fell over, kicked the guy square in the head. Two uh, game suspension minimum. Yeah. You think he gets that? Yeah, I think so. There, there. He talked about coming in this year about. Antics like that and the fighting was going to be and player safety so. scrutinized. Yeah, you're I mean, do player safety. It yeah. should be at least that, right? Right, yeah, absolutely. And the first uh, callback yesterday, not to go back to a different game in the Jets game, uh, when they called back that touchdown because offensive linemen were down the down the field, and it's completely reviewable now. <laughs> we'll just so graciously talk to it. People can hear keys on here popping open another bottle. This is a sports <laughs> show. It's okay. You're so you're so safe with that. That's a, oh, I wish you could see that. <laughs> but yeah, but yesterday the first uh, time in, in this season with the new review that it was called back because there's too many players offensive diamond down the field on that touchdown. Too many what? Too many offensive offensive linemen were down the field on oh, a okay. passing play. It was Allen. He like he just passed it out to the flat. It was like on the five yard line. But since it was a scoring play, it's reviewable now. All facets of the game, if it's like passing. All facets are now. Yeah, all 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 reviewable now. Wow. I missed that. Yeah. 
That's annoying. Jeez. I know. It's like getting a thing for the Jets ticket. fans to cheer about yesterday in the second half. It's like getting a speeding ticket by camera, you know, and getting right. sent your speeding ticket yeah. in the mail. <laughs> like if you're in Virginia, like the plane caught you speeding, yeah. you get that ticket in the mail, which happened to me like four years ago. I was just like, get a yeah, ticket. that's like not you fair. Were speeding. No, our, no. Our, our, you know, speed planes in the sky. I caught you. I'm like, how the hell you know that? No, catch me. <laughs> Pull me over. Catch me. Catch me. Catch. Do your job. It's like the touchdown. Like, all right. If you didn't see it when it actually happened, forget about it. Oh man, this is such a, a league of overreaction, right? That's it's what it is. It's overreaction NFL. I mean, look at the new pass interference rule because of um, the Saints Rams pass interference or yeah. non pass interference call last year, and then also look at they tried to change the overtime rules because of the the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes didn't get the ball even though they couldn't stop the Patriots three times on third and ten in overtime of the championship game last year. So we got to make sure that Mahomes and the Chiefs get the ball next time. So that's what this league is. It's overreactions. He's overreactions over. and we adjust to them. Overreactions and we adjust to them. I think that was an overreaction itself right there. You need to let that go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got so it. Peter King had a – you know, Peter King um, had a – column last week on the Monday morning quarterback saying he who he picked was going to be his Super Bowl favorites this year and he picked the um oh geez what did he call it? he called it the 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 Saints and the Chiefs to be his Super Bowl picks and he he said something to the effect about it I forget the word he used but being the the right teams make the Super Bowl this team oh the, I the, agree the, fuck him <laughs> oh, I'd I'd so much rather the what that. the Super Bowl should have been last year <laughs> had the right teams gotten the right right calls or the right breaks and I'm like get over it you had three three times you couldn't stop third and ten on one drive all right well let's move move on to the Chiefs yeah, uh, I just see Meryl Streep win Actress of the Year again this is getting boring can we get somebody new in there. <laughs> It's well, only worse this year because <laughs> we're going 19-0 and with Antonio Brown. Oh, my God. I Have hate you seen this. the Patriots schedule the first eight weeks? Ugh. Put your heart on the way. It's bad. <laughs> it, they don't play anyone. Yep. Go Cowboys, the baby. 11-24, 2019. Cowboys coming How about in Patrick Mahomes and his no-look pass? To the Missing. fucking stands. Wide open. Wide oh. open. That pissed me off. You know he why? He could have Kelsey and Daily up. Fantasy. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I didn't cash. I guarantee by you, about ten points. Which I that, guarantee which that he looked that up. And like John right Downing there. is following my player. I'm gonna fuck him over so hard right now. It's <laughs> 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 just to piss him off early in the oh season. Oh my god! I'm like, what are you doing, Mahomes? I'm like, do we really have to get cute like this? And get that blood. And up he, here. so even Mahomes afterwards tweeted. He said, "I'm gonna owe Kelsey a lunch or something for that one." Well, you owe a lot more than just that you lunch to Kelsey. You owe, you owe John cash. Downing two hundred and twenty-seven dollars. More than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, they um they still stomped the Jaguars 40 to 26. Um jeez. Fold yeah, went out with an injury, broken collarbone. He's going to be out for a while. Like we said earlier, Gunnar Minshew era has begun um for the Jaguars. We thought that they might be a team to reckon with this year. I don't think so now. Uh as, as good as Gunnar Minshew looked yeah. yesterday, he was going against the, the Chiefs' defense, which is porous, and but everybody's gonna they weren't prepared for him. Everybody's going to suck hard down on Kansas City's offensive prowess all year long until they meet a team that can play just as well offensively but also have a defense, too, and shut Sammy them down. And not man. Absolutely. It was huge. He had a great game. I mean, he, look, he looks great. They're talking, he I looks mean, healthy. He looks healthy. 
and they Which say he's even the best. Tyreek Hill got hurt. He's physically in his best shape that he's been in since his rookie year. I so. believe it. But Tyreek Hill's out now a few games. They said he, his collarbone isn't broken, but it's that he's going to be up. out at least a few weeks. So Yeah, that was my number one. That's got to hurt for Mahomes' yep. value. Hurts my value. But, you know, I thought LaShawn McCoy looked okay. I think uh, you Damian Williams people out there, I think McCoy's going to take some of the Damian Williams running action from you. Especially in the red zone. Yeah. Let's right. ju- let's jump on. Uh, fuck, here we go. Here's your All right, moment. I guess I guess it's time. It, for it's this. like bass. This isn't my it's moment like the, because it's, it's just week one. One shining moment. Should like, go nineteen and zero. There you go. Yeah. Oh my god. And I was chill last regular season last I was chill. last year because <laughs> the it, regular season wasn't that important to me because I knew it, it was only about what happened in the playoffs for the Patriots. But this year, now that they have Antonio Brown, I think, and and their schedule is so easy. 19 and 0 is on the table. So now this year, every game is really important to me until they lose one. Is there any scenario in which the Patriots can get in trouble for tampering? Is that like even Brown? possible? Yeah. I don't think they even get near that this year. I don't think anybody really cares. Steelers should have just traded Brown to the Patriots and taken their first round pick. And they were like, no, you we don't want to trade him to a, to a rival. You're like, you the Patriots are your rival. Oh, uh, <laughs> number one, fuck you. Number two. You can't trade Antonio Brown to the Patriots. And Nesto, this just in from Luke Martell on you telling him it's going to be James Washington's breakout year. He goes, go fuck yourself. I dropped a good player to get him. And he had 51 yards and no touchdowns. Okay, so James Washington had beat his man a ton of times. And Ben Roethlisberger just fucking missed him. That, that That one is on... Big Ben. It's he not wasn't on. interested last night. Can Big we ben. call? Can he we threw call deep him? like ten times? Just oh. throwing down the right sideline, throwing deep. Like, can we call him deep. Bigger Ben this year? Oh that boy, has yeah. not missed a buffet. How in much the salt is he intaking? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. No. So, the bottom line is that Ben Roethlisberger looked terrible. But and he's not willing to take the plays like Rodgers. He's not willing to take the the plays given to him down the field. He had Juju wide open a few times. I don't and he was like, "Nah, I'm I'm going going for the big play." Going I don't know how uh, I don't know how we waited until the fourth quarter to start throwing to um Vance McDonald. Like it just doesn't make OMG. any sense. It just d- didn't the whole a lot of the calls didn't make sense. It wasn't just not what? until the fourth quarter. It wasn't until like the last two minutes of the game. Why are you? Why are you doing? Why are you doing a third pitch play in a row on third down? Like when the Patriots clearly had to figure it out after last year. Who's the, their offensive coordinator? Not um, Randy Feekner. That guy did not look well. He looked like he was on meth or something. <laughs> when, they, when they went to him, he looked like he was on meth. He's probably having like a low-grade heart attack all game. No, I mean. <laughs> Trying that seasonal pumpkin spice Narcan. I, I hated what I saw from Dante Moncrief. Uh, three huge drops, including one in the end zone. It's just... But the one on the fourth fourth down with, with under two minutes to go in the first half when they were down 17 to nothing, and they were on the 47-yard line, and it was, it was fourth and one, and he caught it, and Chung swatted it out of his hands. Mm-hmm. That was the game-changer because if the Steelers score even just a field goal there they're still and get the it. ball to start the second half and say get a touchdown there, then they're down 17-10. They have a little moment no. on their side. But no, the second drop of my Moncrief right there... It led to the Patriots regaining possession, driving down the field, getting a field goal, and making it twenty to nothing at halftime. To me, that was the turning point, or, or the, not the turning point, but the 
end of the game for the Steelers. Mm -hmm. Here's the most unbelievable stat of this game that I found looking it up. Um, And it says so much about the Patriots and just how they game plan and and just how they trust the game. I mean, just how they set it up and how they play through. In week one, Patriots ran 25 plays without a tight end on the field. During the 2018 season, New England only ran 24 offensive plays with zero tight ends on the field. Well, they opened it up yesterday. They, they did that, so they spread it out. But on the players where they needed a lead blocker or a kickout block from last year would have been Gronk. They used Devlin, the fullback, yeah. in Gronk's old stead right. to, to go do the kickout blocking. So they just but they just you gotta love they, Patriots they coaching. It's so I mean, it's smart. just phenomenal. Like, they reinvent yeah. every, they, they every re, week. I mean, as far as the defensive coordinator for an opposing team to come in and play these guys, it has to be the most. Gut wrenching seven days are live preparing for this game. But the game. Steelers went back to their typical zone against Brady. Like, hello, we've established that that's never worked. Yeah, but Brady was torching them on man because. Um, well, they're the master Dev- of the dink and dunk. They'll just move it forward. They'll, they don't care if they throw straight, three straight in a row, plays in a row for six yards to four yards. Oh, I mean, just they showed pass. in the Super Bowl that they'll go to the same play over and over and over it was, again. It was Burkhead again last night. I was yeah. just on the yep. outs right there, just collecting those those little garbage yards. I like this. Let's De- keep talking Devin, about how smart the Patriots <laughs> are. Devin Bush looked like a rookie in the middle of the field. Sure he did. he was out of this his one depth. This not turn into a Patriots show, though. <laughs> you know? Um, well, your Cowboys were really good this year. And Kelly, Kelly so also. Go Cowboys, God, Patriots. I'm trying to bitch about my team right now. Just let me have this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly was terrible. I think uh, Sean Davis being out was huge. Kelly, <laughs> Kelly passed off the the wide receiver going running the vertical route to nobody. He said, "Here, you take him." <laughs> Usually, you see a cornerback pass off the vertical wide receiver to a deep free safety. Yeah, but Kelly was playing deep free safety. Yep, and, and he, he forgot, and he said, <laughs> "Passed him off here." You take him, which meant nobody takes him, and boom, Dorsett, fifty-eight yard touchdown. Like that, that was comical. Like you that saw Tomlin get angry after that one. Oh my it's god, like comical late, was late snap in the game when the center get the memo. Memo. <laughs> BJ Finney coming in for an injured Marcus Pouncey, uh, and I got to give BJ Finney a ton of credit. He's like one of those guys, Steelers, Steelers fan growing up. Um, you know, one of those those guys who like heart and soul kind of player. And uh, he's done well, but you are seeing the O-line now suffer without Mike Munchak. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I it, it felt like a different O-line out there. And, uh, you same, know. Similar players, though. You had same, 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 same players. guys. You got Pouncey. You got um, DeCastro. DeCastro, Villanueva. Villanueva. Yeah. yeah. Same, Foster, same Foster. But I feel like they've gone out and definitely changed – the offensive scheme. I think they're kind of living off the Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown play calling scheme last year. Wondering if they're going to come back, just kind of like buying into you know, that system. This is going to be the system we learn, just in case they do. Let's go back to that. To something, <laughs> to something this year that's totally new. Maybe trying different things that just looked. Well, from what I absolutely heard, it was supposed to be spread it around, but that's not at all what happened. I mean, when Vance McDonald to tell that doesn't get the ball until that the should last, inc- yeah, that should include your, that should include your tight end. That was a, an area where. Knowing how good the Patriots secondary is, Vance McDonald should have been a key. Yeah. And clearly he wasn't. Yeah. I am happy, um, you know, with... You got a positive takeaway from this game? I, I'm, I'm happy with what I saw out of Juju. 
Um, he made a couple tough catches. He was getting separation. He didn't get the targets I think he should have had. He still had 78 yards. Obviously didn't have a touchdown, and that sucks. No walking boot. No walking boot, right? Yeah, he came up. He walked out of um, walked out of the stadium. Yeah, barefoot <laughs> apparently. I, I'm I'm happy with what I saw there. Um, I am hoping that we can just put this behind us and you know we can take some of the small that that are that are working build upon that you know if ben just plays a little bit better this could be a different game all right boys i have something to propose to you for this seasoning going into this football year that we uh pick what do you think five games and we pick the winners out of those games for a season run total our five games of the week what do you mean? Like we uh, who wins, who loses? We take like just uh, with the some, spread the or best, straight up. I think with the spread, we're 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 professionals, right? <laughs> and we can talk so about it at the end of each game. Well, week one's in the books, but we'll get to that. Uh, you know, in the intro of the following week of like what I mean. Well, the spread changes too, so we can do straight up if we want to, and just pick the what we think is gonna be the best five matchups next week. So is this is this what we think? Who we think is going to win, or our games of the week? I think we picked it collectively before the show starting next week. Talk about it, and then we keep a season run total of like wins and losses, and we figure out a prize or uh, something stupid to do at the end of the season for those who don't win. Maybe a dinner that us two have to. Uh, you know, I say us two because we're giving it to Johnny. <laughs> Fuck you, man. That doesn't. No, I'm out. No, I'm, I'm out. dead set on beating this motherfucker. I'm out. I came close two years, but come on. But something to think about, you know. But I, I had something fun to do along the way during this uh, second year of GMSR football season, which is exciting to say. Yeah. Next Monday night, guess who we have? The two teams we trashed on the most today. The Jets. Browns at the Jets. Yeah, baby. Next yeah. Monday night. Love Hopefully it. we can do something. Kind Dude, of I was all in. I was all in on Browns this year. I still am. One of my fantasy teams. Is, is, yeah, OBJ is, didn't play. Who? What? It's all gonna change, right? OBJ played. Did he? he wasn't that the three hundred and fifty thousand dollar watch while? Oh, he played. that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. He wasn't. Clown so, show. Wasn't there? Wasn't there a thing out there that he like? It was questionable whether he was gonna play or you, not. Yeah, there was a question mark. I don't know what why. that was about. He was in fine shape. So yeah, he, well, he didn't have his watch yet, probably. <laughs> sure that that was locked in <laughs> he's gonna see where antonio signed first see if he needed leverage or attention. diva receivers that's my one concern as a patriots fan is that diva receivers don't have a great history of winning super bowls randy moss, randy randy moss, moss. wasn't a diva receiver did randy moss win a super bowl uh, fair enough he didn't he didn't he had some great seasons with him though Ooh, that gives me hope <laughs> <laughs> like i said you, you saw my rant the other day so <laughs> all right johnny let's go up uh, through the matchups for this upcoming week. All right, week two will kick off on Thursday, September 12th, with the Buccaneers at the Panthers. Panthers are six and a half point favorites. Um, both teams are 0 and 1. Uh, as of right now, I like the Panthers laying six and a half points. I have no faith in Jameis Winston. Um, if he got blown out at home against Jimmy G and the hapless San Francisco 49ers, I don't certainly don't think they're going to go on the road to Carolina and knock out a hungry Panthers team that's going to need to win at home. So uh, keep pounding. Go with the Panthers. Uh, the second game is Sunday, 
September 15th, we have the 1-0 49ers at the 0-1 Bengals. The spread is even. I'm going to go with the 49ers and Jimmy G um, going on the road. Oh, you're picking against you're picking against uh, the Bengals at one o'clock. That, that used to be your lock. Yeah, I, I like I said earlier. I think that the Bengals may go one and fifteen or zero and sixteen this year. All right. So I think that the I, I do think that the Niners ride the momentum of last week and get get another victory. You know, sometimes being on the road can be. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not motivating, but galvanizing for mm-hmm. a team. But you mm-hmm. know, get, pull you, you together. Know, yeah, can be you know get them get them on the same page. All right, the third game of the week is the Chargers one and at the O O and one Detroit Lions. The Chargers are two and a half point road favorites. Um, that is a tricky line. You never like that two and a half point road favorite or three point road favorite. But I am gonna go with the Chargers laying two and a half there. So I don't like the Lions. Is this a Matt Patricia thing? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, the Vikings 1-0 at the Packers 1-0. Green Bay is minus 2.5. I'm just going to go with the simple home team wins here. So I'm going to go Green Bay minus 2.5. Let's make that one of our games because I'll go Minnesota. Okay. All right. Contested picks. That's what we'll call it. Contested picks. Contested picks. Yes, we all agree. <laughs> okay. The next game, <laughs> we have the Indianapolis Colts 0-1. At the Tennessee Titans, 1-0. Right, right now, it's Tennessee minus three. The Colts have had the Titans number forever. The Colts always beat the Titans here. And I think that everyone's going to be on the Titans because they just beat the Browns. This is going to be my surprise pick of the week, I think. I'm going to go with the, t- the, the Colts getting three points here yeah? against the Titans. Yeah. You want to make that other pick of the week? Because I'm going to go Titans at home. Okay. All right. My simple defiance is going to have me buying you a dinner. All right, next game, we have the Buffalo Bills at the New York Giants. This will be a fun game. Bills are 1-0. Giants are 0-1. Bills are minus 2 on the road. Oh, my God. Do I have to pick a team here? You got to pick a team. Uh, Who do you take here? I'm going to go with the Giants, the home team, getting 2. All right. All right, next up, we have the Seahawks, 1-0, at the Pittsburgh Steelers, 0-1. Surprise line here. We have the Steelers minus three and a half. I'm going to go Steelers laying the three and a half here. I think they're expected to have a, a big bounce back. Bounce back. Absolutely. They weren't ready for prime time, but they will be ready for their home opener. Yep. I agree. Absolutely. Steelers minus three and a half. Okay. The next game is a division rivalry. We have the Cowboys 1-0 at the Washington Redskins 0-1. Dallas is minus four and a half on the road. Uh, being that it's a rivalry game, I'm going to go with the Redskins getting four and a half here. Do you think um, do you think they just cover or? Yeah, I think the Cowboys win. Redskins cover. Okay, I take Cowboys. Another game. That's three games this week. That's, That's a good one right there. Next up, Cardinals. Oh, oh, and one at the Baltimore Ravens. One and zero. Holy cow! The spread is Baltimore minus thirteen and a half. Um, well, they media jumped on that one real quick, huh? Do you think they just reaction to the Dolphins game? Man, that, that that's a crazy line to me. Um, I guess there's no there's no way Arizona doesn't cover. I don't know about that. I don't. I really don't know. Baltimore at home. Yeah. Um, everyone's gonna be riding that that big Ravens win over the Dolphins. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals plus thirteen and a half here. That's a lot a lot of points to give an NFL team. I'll go Baltimore. All right, Brady. <laughs> that, that look right there. It's just like contesting contest. <laughs> 
Next up is Jaguars 0-1 at the Houston Texans, who have yet to play because they're playing tonight against the Saints. I'm holding right now Houston at minus 9. Gunner Minshew era. I'm going with the Texans laying the 9 points. Cool. All right, next game up is the Chiefs 1-0 against the 0-0 Raiders. Raiders play tonight against the Broncos, so we'll see what happens on that game. But it is a division game. What's the line on that one? I got Oakland getting 9.5 against the Chiefs. No Tyreek Hill in this game. That's going to be pretty much certain. Um, I'm going to take the Raiders getting the 9.5. Ooh. Can we have four games right now? Because I'm We're holding one games. more game in my pocket for the five. Oh. There's and one more really good game. Yeah, that's what you know what I'm holding on. Any, any one, one of these you want to – Give up? Out of that one? No, we'll hold on those. All right. Hey, we haven't seen Oakland play tonight, too, see how they're going to react to that because they could be a t- completely different team. Right, so I'm going with the Raiders plus nine and a half against the Chiefs next week. All right. Uh, next on the docket is the Bears 0-1 against the Broncos who are playing tonight. What do you have for the line on that? Bears and Broncos. We got minus one Denver. That's a tricky one here. Can the Bears go into Denver and win? Um... No. Always a tough place no. to play. Yeah, I'm going Denver here. I'm going Denver. I I, my faith in Trubisky is wavering. Yeah. It hasn't completely wavered, but it is wavering, so I'm going to go with the Broncos and the point here. I'm very curious to see how Denver plays tonight for sure. I mean, they should pound. They should pound the Raiders yep. tonight. All right, and next up we have the probably the game of the week, the Saints. 0-0, play the Texans tonight, um, so, and they'll be at the Rams, 1-0. So that's a rematch of last year's NFC Championship game, except not it, this time Biggest it's not in New Orleans. It's going to be at the Rams. So that's going to be at 425 next Sunday. What do you have for the line? I got Rams minus three at home. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to take the Saints, um, you know, because they have to win because this is their Super Bowl, Super or Bowl championship yeah. game rematch. So I'm going to take the Saints and the points here. And for the sake of just – going against you i'll take the rams in this game because what a hell of a game last year yeah I'm, I'm, game. I'm hoping they kind of live up to the hype again this year but you know there's a lot of early season rust see how you know clean uh, new orleans is tonight with the veteran quarterback drew bees and the new uh contract year for thomas i'm excited to see how this this, this team plays tonight and see how they're going to roll into the rams next week but I'm, I'm already excited for this game to come up next week for sure all right, Patriots 1-0 at the Dolphins, 0-1. What was the line on that one? 35. <laughs> you lied. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where is that? I don't even think they listed it's it not in out. must not be out yet. must not be out. I Let's say it's it 20. All. Let's say it's 20. I think Patriots cover. I do too. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's going to be the miracle in Miami we saw last year that nearly tore your heart out. But All right, so we're calling the line 20, and we're going to say the Patriots cover, minus yeah, 20. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, say, I say Brady doesn't even make the trip. All right, well, that's A.B.'s first game, too, so it'll be fun. <laughs> and next Sunday night football game is Philadelphia Eagles 1-0 at the Atlanta Falcons 0-1. Right now I have an even line. I think that the public will be baited into taking the Eagles, and I'm going to go with the Falcons at home to get their first win on Sunday night football. Yeah, I have a Ooh. clean line on this as well. And last but not least, like I said earlier, the Monday night game next week is the Browns 0-1 against the Jets 0-1. In New York, Cleveland is minus 2.5. Nope, I'm going with Sam Darnold and the Jets to win. Jets plus 2.5 there. We're going to throw a six game in here. Go Cleveland. <laughs> You're breaking your own rules already. breaking my own rules already. You chop one if you want. We'll call, we'll call this segment the controversial six-pack. <laughs> The controversial six-pack. 
<laughs> misleading six pack. Uh, I tell you what, going back to that Philly Atlanta game, you think after what Deshaun and Wentz did and what Minnesota did at Atlanta and their D on their pat I mean, I, I don't know. It's going to be crazy to see how Atlanta holds up. We'll also be looking for Baker Mayfield to have a big bounce back game. You know he's a gamer. You know he's going to be disappointed in his performance. And and he has proven that he handles adversity well. He uses it to his advantage. And let's see if he can't. I've already, so, I've already, I've already gone out on a limb this year and named one of my fantasy teams because I love the Browns so much is that I'm blue in my heart and always brown in my pants. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess it's so will the Jets have more turnovers? And silver in the beard. Or will the Browns have more penalties? So th- this will be a mistake-filled fun game next Monday night. I can't wait. Boom. That's our week one NFL, boys. All right. Uh, this Glad to be exciting. back. Yeah, welcome Missed back. you, boys. Welcome back. Knock on wood if you're with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> if you want to bug Johnny uh, and send him a bunch of hate mail for making you lose a bunch of money on picks against the spread. You can do that at green MT grinder uh, on Twitter. You can find the show uh, on Facebook uh, and on uh, wherever you get podcasts, Instagram as well. And Facebook. I apologize. That's been my area of uh commitment and with yeah we got like a baby or coming or something i know but even with red Sox (laughs) being out of it and this time of year where sports up until football it's just been kind of that deadpan air you know time frame so i'm back on i'll start posting more stuff absolutely all right we got to get johnny out of here so we can go watch monday night football thanks for listening guys and uh look forward to doing more uh for you here as we move into our second season whoop whoop night john